0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to On Point. This episode, I sit down with Wayne Sherrard from Wayne's Taxidermy. And Wayne finds himself back onto the podcast, I think for like the fifth time now. And basically, to sum this up easily, the title of the podcast is going to be something like how to not piss off your taxidermist. (laughs) And so Wayne goes over tips for folks that are successful in harvesting an animal that want to get it either prepped for the taxidermist, preserved, or are worried about it spoiling out in the woods and then not making the best mount when they get it to the taxidermist. So he goes over tips for that. And then also he goes over tips for working with your taxidermist and what to expect, and you know just kind of ethical things when it comes to taxidermy. So this is a great episode full of things. Wayne never holds back, as always, and uh, I had a lot of fun recording this one. But first, before we get into the podcast, I want to tell you guys about the broadhead uh, competition that we have coming up or comparison video. It's getting a lot of traction. It's getting you know people are really interested in it, and we're getting a lot of heads sent to us. So I plan on updating that list. Today, which is the first uh, of J- or July, and uh, if you want to send us ahead, please get a hold of me first. Don't just send us ahead, and uh, make sure that we, you know, just to make sure you're not sending sending us one we already have. But uh, we are still accepting heads, taking heads. We need more expandables, fixed, fixed blades, and hybrids. And uh, so, pretty much, just let me know if you have a, a brand new pack of 125s, or if you want to send us one, get a hold of me first, and uh, on Instagram. Or you can email me at garrettweaverhunts at gmail.com. And uh, we, can, we can talk on there as well if you have an idea. But appreciate everybody's feedback. It's, it's really cool how much traction this thing's getting. And I really look forward to uh, coming out with that video here within a month. So or, or whenever we can film it. But outside of that, this is Wayne Sherrard on Taxidermy. And I'll see you at the end of the episode. Bye. So we can start whenever you want. Well...
1: <laughs> well, I'm ready to start, I guess.
0: So uh I, I'm not even gonna give you an introduction. I think guys that hear your voice are gonna know who's on here and, and they're gonna be happy that you're that
1: you're back. Well, I don't know. You still <laughs> probably need to introduce me for the people that don't know or give yes. a fuck yes. who I am. Yeah.
0: Well this is uh Wayne <laughs> from Wayne's Taxidermy. Yeah. Uh this is your third or fourth time on the show.
1: Uh yeah, third or fourth. Yeah. I, it might be the fourth time. Out
0: of sixty
1: nine episodes. Mm. Fifth because I did two black tails, I did a pack goat and we did the wolves. <laughs> You're right. This is the fifth. This is the fifth. Holy I'm a popular sh- motherfucker. You're going to start <laughs> charging my ass. <laughs> You're going to have to start, yeah, paying my <laughs> fuck charge. What's this worth? Oh shit. Well, we're going to rainy go over... day. We got fuck all to do anyway. We do. June, we so. do
0: and no one's killing anything right now. So. No. Um so let's go. We're going to go over taxidermy. And we could even call this one "How Not to Piss Off Your Taxidermist."
1: I think that's a great one. That's a great, <laughs> good episode. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I just thought, you know, guys need to hear this. They really yeah. do. I mean, this needs to get out there because it—it's a frustration for me. It may not. I don't. I'm not on here to speak for every other taxidermist. I want to start out saying that because every taxidermist does it a little bit differently, mm. right? And I don't know what other guys do. I don't really. I I don't rub elbows with other taxidermists. I don't. So I don't know how they handle their um, deposits or any other stuff. And so I'm not speaking for anyone directly. But if it's frustrating me, there's another one out there that has the same fucking pisses, and moans. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, because you're dealing with a people. I am. I mean, people, Mm -hmm. yeah, it doesn't matter what state they live in. I'm sure they're still the same habits. That's right. You know, guys aren't picking up their stuff, aren't paying their stuff on time. And for me, I was—I grew up always hearing. Um, <laughs> might piss you off. I always grew up hearing put half down, mm-hmm. and then wait for it to get finished, and then pay in the other half. Because if right. that taxidermist is sitting on full cash, he's not hungry anymore. Right. like you paid him for your stuff. Right, no, and I, that might be legit for some taxidermist, but that's just what I. Right.
1: And I agree with that wholeheartedly. You know, the taxidermist himself will set the deposit he wants, whatever he feels he needs to get by. For me, you know, okay, so let's do a little background. Let's back it up. Let's start from the beginning. (laughs) Okay. I started dabbling with taxidermy in my teens. Skin and critters, kind of learning stuff, right? Um, And I was horrible. I went in the Marine Corps um, lost all in any sensitivity. So I'll tell you right now, I don't give a fuck about you or your animal really. Um, and, um, you know, I never went to school. I'm self-taught completely. And it took me a long time. I mean, even when I started my business, I go back and look just, you know, seven, eight years ago. And I'm like, God, I wish I could have some of those back. I really Mm. fucking sucked. And it took me a while. You know, because I didn't have anybody's or went to school or never went to seminars. I bought a couple of videos. I've looked at some videos because some things I really struggled with. And I'm like, how can I do this easier? And so I I bought a few and looked at them. Um, But most of my shit I learned along the way on my own. Like, oh, I can do it this way. And it's going to be so much easier and whatever. Hmm. So that's where I'm at. I'm an uneducated taxidermist. And a lot of them are. Self educated, self educated, I guess. Yeah, that yeah. might be a better way to put it.
0: Yeah, um, self taught because I taught myself how to play the drums years ago, did it for sure. 15 years. And I mean, I can't play them worth a damn anymore, but I could shred for a while. Like, I could sure, I could find my, my way around a drum set pretty damn well.
1: You do it enough times, you're going to become proficient at it. Yeah, and, you know, and the volume too. You know, when I first started out, I might have. 30 or 40 pieces a year. I I was doing it on the side. I actually had another work in a Waldron's full time gig, right? Right, right. Then when you're, you have like 200 plus pieces a year (laughs) coming in. Yeah. And I'm one guy, you're doing a lot of taxidermy work. You're going to get better, right? You know, and if you don't, then you're not going to have repeat customers. And
0: anyway, it's the 10,000 hour rule. I mean, you do something for 10,000 hours, you become an expert
1: or a master. and, And I'm sure you've, Put oh, that in God. a long time ago. Easy. Yeah, easily done that. Um, you know, so I just kind of thought that this is a good time to come on and talk because seasons are coming up. Yep. What to expect from a taxidermist? Because I'll tell you, there's a couple of different kinds of taxidermists. One who looks at it as a job, right? I go out every day, I'm there to make money. That's what that's the only reason I'm fucking doing this is is to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's me. Mm-hmm. Because it isn't fun. Right. And I just got asked today before I came over here I stopped in at Waldron's, Well, but you love it, right? And I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> fuck no. I've never loved not one job. Not really? one job I've ever had. I'm I've always been like, well, fuck, I'd much rather I'm just like anybody else, I'd much rather be doing something else. Same here. You know? Right. So, love it? No. But I'm okay with it. Right. You know? And so then there's guys that I think that don't really fit in very well at all in society that do taxidermy. (laughs) Those are going to be your criminal fuckers. They take in your deposits. They take in your shit. And all of a sudden, where are they? Really? And we've all heard about them. (laughs) Right? And, you know, I don't know what to say about those guys. And you, you just better be a good judge of character. I mean, mine's at at my house, you know. So if you pull up to the place and you walk (laughs) up and there's big tall weeds and the yard's in disarray, dog shit everywhere, totally unkept, you probably showed up to my house. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No. no. But if you show up to a place like like that, I probably wouldn't drop my shit off there. You know, if it looks like they take a little pride, they at least mow the fucking grass. Right. You know, it's right there at my house. I'm not going anywhere. been there 20 years. So, you can always come and check in and look. And (laughs) if your shit's not there, then I don't know what to tell you. Somebody came and took it in the night, but I highly doubt it. Right. They're not going to be breathing. Anyway, (laughs) so let's get down to like, let's talk, let's start it out like in the field. What can you do? Yeah. Did you hear that thunder? Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. That's That's crazy. Okay, sorry, go ahead. I'm the hunter, and I'm thinking I want to have, if I ever take that, big bull or whatever it is, whatever your quarry is that you think you really want. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> what, how am I going to take care of it? That is the most important thing in good quality taxidermy work is what you do as the hunter before it gets to the taxidermist. Hmm. Because think about it like this. You're bringing me, I'm an artist, right? Bottom line, really, that's what it is. It's an art form. Right. Okay. So, I need to paint the perfect picture on the perfect canvas. Well, if you bring me in a rat fucked canvas that you've run over and bounced down the interstate, guess what? It ain't gonna be pretty. It's not. I can't do anything for that. I can't. If you've drugged the fucking hair off of it, I don't have a Harry Potter wand to put it back (laughs) on. I don't have that. So it's you can potentially majorly fuck them up. Right. Antelope. It's coming up worst worst thing ever. Don't drag them. Don't drag them. Get the hide off of them right there where they drop. Take your pictures, get to skinning. Right. And get it cooled off. I remember when I killed that one right here above me,
0: uh, I always heard don't grab the you know like don't grab the hair. No. And, and uh never. so I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this. So I grabbed the uh, like the rump and I'm I just I just grabbed a tough of hair. And I, it pulled out so easily. Oh boy. I'm like, okay, this is legit. So <laughs> you get legit. one shot. You do, and you and you take your time, and yep. you're gentle, and you get that shit on ice as soon as you can. Um, That's the thing. So I mean, there's there's things that we're gonna go over here that if you've like never shot an antelope, you go up and you start grab it by the neck, and then you pull off a whole handful of hair. There's no putting that back.
1: No, but it's gone forever. Yeah, it's so. gone forever. Right. Here's the other thing. I'm glad you mentioned it. You get it on ice as quick as you can. Yeah, you do. But frozen, I cannot, I cannot over say that enough. You have to get your critter in a fucking freezer. Hmm. A cooler is not good enough. A cooler where you hang meat is not good enough. It needs to be frozen solid right now. Today we went over this last year. <laughs> Garrett yes. Weaver, I killed a bull. We'll get it in a freezer. Well, I don't have a freezer. Well, what the fuck you kill an elk for? You remember that? I, I remember you remember that. that conversation? I do remember that conversation. And I, elk, it, I had it, a feeling it requires a fucking up. freezer. <laughs> So (laughs) I have a freezer now. (laughs) Yeah, I know you do. Big chest freezer. (laughs) I know you do. That's the other thing, guys. If if you're a hunter and you want to be a big time hunter, you better get a fucking chest freezer. That's right. Not a stand up. You better get a chest one. You can have a stand up too, because I do. I have that's in my house. Right. But I have multiple chest freezers for not only my shit, but your shit too. Right. When you bring it in. Right, right, right. It's got to be frozen. It has to be frozen. It's the only thing that stops bacteria go- growth. Okay? So cold being cold will slow it, but it won't kill it or just stop it. Bacteria is the thing that fucks up your hides. That's where you get slippage. Mm-hmm. Um, predators are most susceptible. Uh, bears especially because they'll have their faces in gut piles and yeah. have all kinds of gross shit on their face. I tell guys... When you kill a bear, before you put it in the freezer, your best bet is to spray the face down with um, alcohol. Really? Yep. doesn't matter if it's rubbing alcohol or um, denatured that you buy down at Lowe's, right? Okay. Just either put it on with a paintbrush from the eyes all the way to the end of the nose or spray it on with a spray bottle. Hmm. And that will kill. Alcohol kills both good and bad bacteria. So it doesn't matter what's on it. You just killed it. And then you roll it up. Always roll stuff face first you know um face so skin to skin and then cover the face you want to cover the eyes lips and nose because those are the most susceptible to freezer burn Mm. if you don't have the money and you might have to keep it for a couple months in the freezer you want to make sure those are covered up would you put them on like a double garbage bag i i use the so i don't have to double them up i use those heavy duty thick motherfuckers those construction you know throw body parts in type (laughs) you know literally yeah Yeah. um construction bags yes okay but if you use a regular um you know 30 gallon trash bag you might want to stick it in there and then flip it over okay um so Hmm. proper skinning is the main thing getting these things skinned for what you want every year i have a guy that skin or several this year was several um they want A bear rug. Oh, I've always wanted a bear rug. They don't realize how big a fucking bear rug is. It's giant. It's going to take up a whole sheet of drywall. That's a lot of space. I'll throw it on the floor. Okay, but your kids are going to walk on it. Mm -hmm. Your dog's going to walk on it. You're going to fucking ruin it because you're going to pay me good money to get you a bear rug, and then you're going to fuck it all up. Right. And so bear rugs are in my this is just the way I view it as a taxidermist the dumbest thing that you can spend <laughs> money on the dumbest thing uh, okay because they just don't hold up over time very well i mean sure you can throw it in the spare bedroom over the bed that's a great idea you just gave me 15 to 1800 bucks for nobody to ever see the motherfucker right so let's right. think about this guys so anyways guys will cut them for a bear rug mm mm-hmm. mhm I'll tell them this when they get in. Well, maybe I want a half-life. Well, now I'm going to charge you because now I have to sew up your fuck-up cut. Mm. And it's going to take me two extra hours. I know you expect me to do it for free, but I don't do that shit for free. So go online. There's a million and one videos on how to cape deer, elk, antelope. They're all the same. Deer, elk, antelope. You want a shoulder mount. Same. Doesn't matter what it is. You're doing it the same way. A bear. If you want it for a rug, it's going to be different than if you want it for a shoulder mount or a half life. Right. You need to know how to do it.
0: Well, I do want to stop you there because there, yeah. there was a couple points where I was thinking like after, after you and I become pretty good friends and everything, and, and then I'm like, when did to, that happen? A couple days ago. Okay. Yeah, I forgot to call you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, I started like thinking about more about the taxidermy as as far as like. I'm like, okay, because what I used to do is I used to start from between the shoulder blades, actually, like, farther towards the back, and then start up with a cut going up towards the skull, and then I was thinking about that. I'm like, well, I'm cutting against the hair, Mm -hmm. and then you're like, yeah, you should be doing it from the head down, and there's videos online. That's why I bring that up because all the videos, the the process is the same, but the small details between cutting with the hair versus against the hair are
1: kind of where I see things getting lost. Yeah, so... Like I always cut with the, so I'd start from right between the ears, right on top of the skull or right at the very back of the head, Mm -hmm. um, the very, very back. And the reason I do that is I want to be able to skin all the way up to there, all the way up to the fucking ears, the cheeks even. Yeah. So when I go to cut the head off, I can cut it off right at that last, I'm I'm just cutting the head off. Mm -hmm. You know, I get 50% of the deer that come into my shop have. Ten pounds of fricking neck still on it. Right. Your whole neck roast is still on it. Your whole you got hamburgers there. You know it's bullshit. It really is. It's pretty wasteful. Mm-hmm. And and they say, well, it's just a bitch to tube them. Fuck yeah, it's a bitch to tube them. That's why you're going to cut them down the back of the neck. Now, another taxidermist may may want you to tube them. I don't know. What, uh, what do Go you mean in by and tu- tube them. <laughs> so you know uh, you would skin it down and you just do it like a sock. All the way down to the, to the head. Okay. That's a bitch. Cause you know how like bucks and rut there, it's tight. That Mm -hmm. skin gets real tight around that neck. If you have cut down the center all the way down to the middle of the back,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: now you can skin around the neck and it's a lot easier, right? Mm -hmm. Than trying to roll it down over itself. I've done that. And it's, yeah, you're right. It's a pain in the ass. It's bullshit. (laughs) Right. And So, but go talk to your taxidermist and see what he wants. You know, um, I'm not seeing everybody that listens to this podcast. And I hope a bunch of you do, because if you don't, you're cheating yourself and you're pissing off your taxidermist. But I don't see all (laughs) these guys that listen to this coming to me. So go talk to the guy you're going to go to and make sure he does great work. Right. And it's at least, um, you know, consistent. Everybody's going to have one. You're going to go in there and be like, oh, God, that's a fucking horrible job. Well, it's probably because he got a fucked up piece of thing, you you know, uh, hide or whatever. Or realize that not all deer are that good looking. Some of them are just flat. There's ugly deer. They're messed up. (laughs) Not every deer is the same. They're not. I've never seen one deer that is exactly the same. They're all different. I saw a picture of
0: somebody's deer the other day and like, what would you what would you call this? And I'm like, it reminded me it was a deer, but I'm like, this is like the dork fish version of a deer. Like this deer just looked like a dork. It mm-hmm. looked half retarded. Like it was probably, I don't even know why. I, I don't even know if I would <laughs> have ate it. it was, sure. It just looked really, really, I don't know how to describe it. It looked like a dork deer is what it looked like. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, that's going to make an ugly mount. It doesn't matter if you're the best taxidermist in the world. I would probably do a European on that, you know, like. Right
1: i don't think i would want to get you know you get them with these little bitty (laughs) tiny heads and even though they got a swelled up puffed up neck their heads really tiny or Mm -hmm. they got big giant heads on a skinny neck you never know right right and i know all of you think that you killed the most the biggest fucking deer on the planet every time i don't know what other taxidermists do i know what i do if you killed a deer he's going to be the same size he was when you killed him on that form. <laughs> I don't care what you think he is. So right. if you come in there and be like, God, I thought he was bigger. He wasn't well, or or uh, smaller because a little bit of a drying period too. Right. Well, okay. Antlers wise. Yes. As far as the hide goes. Mm. No, because I use a wet tan. So, and the guy, I send mine to a tannery. That's another thing we can talk about, Right. but we'll get to that later. Um, my guys do a great job tannin and I got plenty of stretch. It, it probably goes exa- back to exactly what it was. Mm. If not, maybe I can stretch it a little more. Um, Interesting. But look at your videos, L- figure out what you're doing. And so, Let's keep on the skinning and stuff and the proper stuff there. If you can't cape it all the way off the face, you're really che- cheating yourself, especially if you're a big-time backcountry hunter. You need to know how to cape something completely off the face. I ran into this last year. Yes. And I don't remember if I was still on the mountain or not. I was gone. I was hunting when you, you were killed hunting. that bull, and you had to do it yourself. No, I'm talking about the buck. I had to do the buck,
0: I think. Uh, the face of the buck.
1: Which buck? This one? Yeah, that one. Oh, well, it didn't matter because it was a Euro, or, so you could have fucked it up. It might have been, it been the bull. Actually, I think it was the bull. It was it the bull. You're right, right, yeah. right.
0: I called you, and you were gone hunting. Yeah. Picked up the phone anyways. I did. And I'm like, I don't want to F this up. I've never done the face. Like I've done tons of the shoulder mounts, but like, walk me through the, uh, the face here. And uh, you gave a lot of really good tips. Oh, that's Kim. She'll figure out when I... She gets home that we're up here. But um walk me through the the face and, and the things because you gave some really good tips with the especially with the eyes part
1: yeah, and, and stuff okay. like that. So um w- when you've killed something, and let's say you've got to cape it off the face, that's right. not a good time to call your taxidermist and ask him how to do it. <laughs> right. I want to start with that. That was a shit show. Because he's year. he's probably busy And if it's me, he doesn't give a fuck about you right now because he's got other shit. And I know I sound like a total dick on here, but guys, honestly, I'm a total dick. So I'm just, (laughs) you know, I'm not going to be any different. It just, nothing will irritate you. You're like, God, I've got so much shit. I'm one guy. I'm one guy. Right. Other taxidermy outfits maybe aren't, but I am. And I just don't have time to be talking to you over the phone trying to explain it to you. That comes back into getting on YouTube, getting on shit prior. Also, maybe this year you shoot a forking horn. Man, go out there and practice skinning it off the face. That's a good point. I never thought. Just of that. keep doing it every year. The more you do, your wife kills one, skin it off the face. It doesn't matter if you're, you could just be cutting those horns off. Doesn't matter. Skin it off the face. Hmm. Learn how to do it. Look at the videos. Um, know that your black tails and your mule deer have really deep tear ducts. So you're going to have to dig in there a little bit deeper. Your whitetails, they don't hardly have a tear duct at all. So it's easy to scoop out. Your elk, deep tear duct, right? Wait, um, go go into that here because I just cut the ear off mine as close to the skull as I could. Right. I mean, and is I that think, what you're talking about? No, that's an ear. That's not a tear duct. Oh, well, I, Tear I, duct I, is going to be in front of the eye. Oh, the tear closer duct. Closer to the nose. Oh, I, I was thinking, I thought you were saying ear duct. I was like, Once. no. The ear, duct, So the ear okay. buds, butts they yeah. call them, and ear butt is like the fleshy stuff at the base of the ear that attaches to the skull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're going to want to cut that off yeah. as close as you can. And it's really hard for me to be talking about this and not showing it because right. people aren't going to grasp this. So I don't want to get into too far detail on how to do this. But yeah. um, one thing I will tell guys is your replaceable blade knives are fucking junk. <laughs> It's my favorite one. I know. It's all (laughs) of your guys' favorite one. You guys think Uh, you're, oh, look, they're so sharp and I can skin anything with it. No, you can fuck anything up with it. That's what you can do with them. So they're super sharp, right? Right. And if they're not super sharp, they're super garbage. So when you're trying to skin with one that isn't ultra sharp, you're going to cut holes. And you're going to have problems. And those things are so sharp that they also cut hair very Mm -hmm. easily which is a bad thing because if you poke through you probably also cut some hair i like to use a paring knife made by victor knox you can get these things in any uh meat catalog Mm -hmm. they're three and a half inch knife they don't weigh a damn thing and they make these really cool little plastic cases that go over the blade i usually have three or four of them in my pack when i go hunting they are sharp as hell They will cut your shit right now. Hmm. But they're stiff enough that they won't break or bend. I have broke them. I mean, but I probably used it a 100 times before it broke. Right. And they just cut like butter. Hmm. And so I like to use those. I use them in everything I do. Everything I do. I mean, I just love those knives. Hmm. So (laughs) use what you want. I'm not here to tell you what knife you want to use, but make sure it's sharp enough that it will get the job done. Because when they get dull, you will push harder and you will poke holes. Right. That's just, I know this from experience. Um, I've cut more holes than any deer you will ever freaking skin in your (laughs) lifetimes. I don't care who I'm talking to. I've done it because I do a bunch a year. right? Right, Right. And I still cut holes. Right. I still do, you know, but mine are way tinier than anything you guys will do. Like when you screw it up, if you haven't done it, you'll majorly screw it up so right uh there's the reason i suggest watching videos is there's some you know intricate cuts along the face uh the mouth the lips and the nose and you need to know how to do that but backcountry hunters need to know how to get this thing off it it wouldn't even hurt for them to learn how to flesh it if you skin an animal like if somebody asked me to cape a deer for him right mm-hmm. i can literally cape that thing off to where there's no meat left on there's no meat on that height it's white hmm. the meat's all on the animal that's what it needs to be before you ever put salt on it if you want to salt this cape you need to have the ears turned completely inside out and all the the meat removed off the butt of the ear
2: mm-hmm. you need
1: to have the the eyes turned inside out completely right turned the nose and the lips, and all the meat removed before you lay salt. Really? Otherwise, you're risking bacteria and hair slippage. Interesting. So there are tools to help you turn ears, um, to be able to flesh, little tiny fleshing beams that you can pack. I sell them all the time out of the shop. I almost always have an extra set. Really? Yep. And if I don't, you know, if I run out, if somebody buys... what I have, I go get another next time I'm at taxidermy supply house. Okay. So I take them with me when I go hunting um, because I don't know if Tyler and I are going to be out for um, three days and maybe somebody shoots something on the first day. I need and I always take a bag of salt because hmm. that's all you need for a cape. Just a little bag of salt? No, I take a fifty-pound bag usually. But you don't <laughs> need fifty pounds. You probably uh, need to salt it legitimately. Yes. You probably need. 15 pounds really mm-hmm. okay
0: so i i was always wondering how these guys were keeping their you know for seven days in the backcountry you know i've heard guys that they they, they flush them out or cape them out and then they'll dump them uh, in a bag in, in the creek and they'll try and keep them cold inside creeks and stuff what have See, you found to be a good strategy for keeping a cape Longer than what you would want to. Just what
1: I told you, fleshing it and salting it. And that is the number one thing you can do. I think. Well, so when I shot my antelope, Uh I lit, well, so it was a little bit luckier. I shot him basically from camp. (laughs) (laughs) So I went over there, caped him, Uh skinned him, broke him down completely, all the meat and everything. And then I went back and flopped my tailgate down and caped him off the face. And I actually had brought my little fleshing tools and my ear turners and i completely fleshed him and and turn, i salted him right there in camp hmm. and hung him up because we had another guy hunting hmm. and we were there for two more days but it didn't matter because my cape was salted hmm. how I long can,
0: would that keep before you were going to have start having
1: damage so had? what i do is i flesh it out like i said turn the ears eyes nose everything uh-huh. lips i salt it and i roll it up okay and then the next day, I go out there and I shake all that salt off, and I resalt it again. Hmm. And then I just hung it up on a tree limb, and it'll keep. I mean, as long as nothing gets to it, it'll keep for really. It'll keep forever. Interesting. And I can take it whenever. And for salt, your rock salt or just no? Re- you want to use hay salt. Hay salt. The stuff that you would use to, it, or to get uh, the moisture out. To get the moisture out, and I use the super fine. I like the super fine. It almost makes a paste when you're rubbing it in. Really? You can use the medium. I've used the medium for years. It's not going to hurt, but it's a little bit more coarse. Rock salt, way too coarse. Okay. So you want to use the fine hay salt, non-iodized. So you can't go into Safeway and buy this shit. You got to go down to the feed store and buy it. Okay. Non-iodized, fine hay hay salt. Hay salt. The the brand that I get is uh, Stockman's.
0: Well, I imagine that would that would get inside the crevices and all those little it tiny be- things better than Absolutely. a coarser salt too.
1: It would. It gets in everything way better. And you yeah. want to rub it in. You want to get it in every single little crease and crevice you can. You yeah. want to cover that thing and make sure it's rubbed in good because that's going to suck all the moisture out and it's going to lock the hair follicles and if you're over somewhere in the desert it's going to do it really fast and that keeps bacteria from getting to anything too right so that's important Right. right if you can't do that then you got to get it frozen and you may be hunting where it's fucking frozen right so you may you may not have to salt it it may be just as good as most, caping it out and letting yeah. it freeze. Well most
0: bow hunters are you know, you can get as hot as hundred degrees. Absolutely. So the, It was when salt, I killed my antelope. Yeah, the, the salt, salt method would be yep. the preferred method. Absolutely. And even if I was out in, in where it's freezing, a lot of times it's not it's not below freezing all day. Right. So you could have some points where you are getting
1: that acceleration in the yes. decompose you know, yep. whatever. Yeah, and it and it don't take long. I mean, you got to think about something. Stuff starts decomposing as soon as it's dead. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a dog, a human, a deer. As soon as it's dead, bacteria growth starts bad bacteria as soon as it's dead that's why freezing is the most important thing if you can't get it salted Hmm. and you have to turn it completely and flesh it before you put salt on that shit where oh i caped it and just cut it off at the head and i salted the cape don't do that Hmm. that's pointless don't salt it and then put it in the freezer because that's pointless what do you throw on ice on your steps you throw salt on it to freaking melt the ice. It does you no right, good. Right, right, right. So hmm. um, that's a lot of things. I've, I've seen it all. I have seen it all. Hmm. And if your stuff rots or starts to slip hair, it's not savable. There's nothing I can do. So when you take something like that to your taxidermist and it's all fucked up, don't get mad at your taxidermist. Right. You should be mad at yourself for not knowing how to do this stuff we're hunters <laughs> but being a hunter isn't as simple as going out shooting it killing it and taking pictures i know a lot of people there's a shit ton of people out there that think that's what it is right that's not what it is right. and if you want a trophy room or if you want a trophy mount on your wall you better know how to take care of your shit right it's not that's not the taxidermist responsibility his responsibility comes after that
0: well, I could say after doing that one bowl last year, it's not hard. It is not oh, hard. Oh, God, no. It, it, no. You said, dude, you could have it done easily in 20 minutes. Like, I could, you're like, I could probably do it in five. So, I probably could. Well, yeah. fuck, but I do it all the time. Right. right. So, I, I did and do not it. five, maybe 10. Yeah, and I, I did it in about 20, 25 minutes, but I was probably closer to 25 minutes. I was taking my time, and sure, you uh you were going over putting your thumb in the eyelid and then making sure you didn't cut you know the eye the eyelashes or anything right. like that. Yeah, That was my favorite tip of yours was was just putting your finger it's kind of gross you got to poke
1: yeah you reach the in way, there but, and pull it and yeah. and then that way you know you're getting everything and yeah. not cutting eyelashes yeah. off and
0: sure so those those kind of tips are things that people would probably i'm guessing that would be something really easy to screw up and Absolutely. if you didn't have that tip because that was like well shit i never would have done that i just would have kept skinning it and pulling it like True. a regular part of the hide so and
1: i see it happen i see it happen on guys that that know how to cape and they'll still occasionally fuck up. You really got to pay attention around certain spots. Take your time. It's not a time to be drinking beer. Right. You drink the beer after you got it all caped out, you know, because um, that that will lead to some foul cuts. Right. I mean, it just
0: would. Well, so. my dad <laughs> – I'll throw my dad under the bus on this one because my dad uh, – we were talking about what we're going to do with it. I'm like, let's just shoulder um, – let's just cape it for shoulder mount mm-hmm. on that bowl I got last year. And then um, – we've done a lot of animals and, and we don't shoulder Mountaineer as much as we used to or anything. And uh, so first thing he does is, is uh, he grabs basically where the shoulder is. He um, The, we, I made that big incision from the skull down to the backbone mm-hmm. and, uh, and we're starting to work it down through the shoulders. Well, he was, we were just bullshitting. We're happy. We're having a good time. And he grabs that big tough of hair that goes over the shoulders over towards the back strap. And he pokes a big hole right through it. <laughs> then right. it's like, I don't know how big it was. It was a few inches. It had to be. And he was doing that so he could get like a handle. Right. So that's what we do is we, we'll cut things in the hide for handles so we can pull harder. And uh, and I'm like, what would you do? And then he's like, oh, my. I thought he was going to start crying because he felt so bad. So if what I'm doing here is is if you do screw up, you can, you're can you not screwed beyond all repair. Like you fix that.
1: Some things, you, Some things are fixable. Some things yeah. are not. If it's a slice... Yeah. Yeah. If it's a bullet hole, sure. Mm -hmm. Broadhead hole. Yeah. All that. If you cut, (laughs) if you cut from right in front of the shoulders off, Mm -hmm. then that's gone. If you threw it away, (laughs) I can't put that back. Right. And, you know, I've had guys come in before. They've cut the head off to cut the head off a deer. One time, this guy he just cut it off with the with the hide, with the hide, cut the whole head off, hide and everything, <laughs> and then decided, oh well, you know what? I think I want to shoulder mount this. So then he capes what you know off the other thing, and he shows up with this deer hide <laughs> and head, and he says, but you can sew it back on. Fuck you! I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, I could, but I'm not gonna do that. Right now, your taxidermist might. I'm not going to. I'm <laughs> just not. You can get a European, or you can just go back out the driveway. That's the way it goes, <laughs> right. I, I, honestly. Well, that sounds like it would be hours of work just sewing It would back be stupid, together. and it wouldn't. It, it probably wouldn't look right. Wouldn't look right. I mean, yeah. a lot of times you can hide a lot of stuff, but you better be right. pretty good at sewing. You know, and and you do get good at sewing if you've done enough mounts. Yeah. You know.
0: Well, you I'm do. looking forward to getting the bull back because, like I said, my dad was so worried about it, and I'm like. Wayne can fix it yeah it but the see slice. you're
1: doing a pack mount on that bull you'll never even yeah. see it anyway well yeah yeah. you that's know you true. just wouldn't because i'll be able to fold it up and that's it wouldn't true. i might not even sew it i don't know yeah as a matter of fact i pulled the height out it's about i'm about ready to mount that oh really yeah but I we're don't. not going to talk about your shit so <laughs> so proper skinning that's the big thing and yes. you guys really owe it to yourself to know how to skin everything if you get a bear and well i'm not going to mount it skin it the way you might want to mount it just so you know what you're doing practice. you know just practice it's not going to hurt it's never going to hurt you to know how to do something always fold your critters up skin to skin hair on the outside roll them up put them in the trash bag right. again if it's a 33 gallon bag or whatever double back just flip it over on itself i twist it up and flip it over and then you you know or double bag it whatever you want to do get all the air out and then get it in the freezer until you can get in here. Hmm, Okay. So I want to go over what to expect and what to be prepared to do when you go to a taxidermy shop with your critter. Let's say you've killed the critter, you know, you've paraded around, you gloated, you know, everybody knows you have a, one inch dick and you killed the biggest <laughs> buck on the planet. Nobody cares, but yeah. you do that. Right. Cause we all kind of do a little bit. Yeah. Beat our chest. Instagram and yeah, all that. And yeah. and I'm guilty. Right? I'm guilty. I'm right I, up there with you. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it is kind of, especially if you work hard at it, it's kind of something you feel like you've really accomplished. something, yeah, you And you have, it. yeah, you know, you have. So when you come to the taxidermist, there's a couple things you're going to need. First and foremost, most importantly, is your tag information. You show up to my taxidermy shop without your tag, I can't help you. You right. can't legally have it in the shop. And I don't want it in the shop. And it's not my fault you didn't know you needed to have it. That's not my fault. Right. And I imagine pretty, probably, probably all states are probably like that because I don't see that. Well, how yeah, they because could... as far as I know, you have to keep records right. of what you've got. Right. Right. And so. With your tag information, when you come in, we're going to sit down. You've done this several times. I'm going to pull out a purchase order slip. It's going to have a number on it, and it's going to have your name and your address and your phone number and your hunting license and your tag tag number. And then it's going to go on on what you want, Mm -hmm. right? You want an upright right turn or you want a semi-sneak or whatever your little heart desires that we can do. I'm going to write that on that purchase order because I'm going to pull that so i know what form to buy, what we're doing with it. If your taxidermist is taking your stuff in and he's not doing all this, get your shit and go to another one. <laughs> because it's not going to come back the way you want it and you're going to be pissed. Right. And he isn't very good. He really needs to be on top of his shit and make sure he's writing it down. Right. Everybody makes a mistake. I've done it. I've freaking bought forms, I get it back A lot of times catch myself and be like, God, I thought he wanted a left turn. I'll go back and look and be like, how in the fuck did I buy a right turn? Mm. Fuck. You know, Mm -hmm. I I can either take that back if I haven't started on it or somebody will probably want it later on, right? So it's not the end of the world for me. But to keep me from doing that, I write all this shit down. The other thing is, is that. That purchase order is going to have a number. We're going to use 500 for an example. So 500 is going to be on your purchase order. I'm going to have another card that is exactly identical to the purchase order with exception of what you want done Mm -hmm. attached to the antlers that has the number 500. And then there's a little, I use the sheep ear tags with 500 written on that and stuck in the hide. Mm. So I know when I pull it out, I don't know what the fuck your deer look like. I never even looked at it. Honestly, right. I could care less, but I know that 500 goes with this set of antlers that goes with Garrett Weaver. Oh, look up 500 in my purchase orders. Well, this is what he wants for a form. Hmm. So when it comes back from the tannery, cause I send all my stuff out to be tanned. That's what I do. I know whose is what, right? Right. And what they want. And then I can purchase forms. So hmm. you got to have your information. You have to have your tag in Oregon. You absolutely have to Well, have not it. only just do you need your tag, you need a copy of your tag because that shit needs to be with the meat as well. Right. So you have to have your shit together. Right. So either copy it. These things are great. Take yep. a picture of that tag. Cell phone. You. Everybody's got a cell phone and everybody, every cell phone got a camera. Right. You got no excuse. Right. Take picture of it. You already took 500 of that son bitch you were <laughs> smiling behind. Take a picture of your tag. Yeah. It's simple. Yep. Um. In Oregon, your bears, your cougars, your bobcats, and your otters all have to go to ODF&W first. Until they've been to ODF&W and have that little seal they put in them, I don't care. I can't do nothing with it. Really? I just can't. Hmm. You know, that's the law. It's not my rule. I think it's the dumbest fucking thing ever, but you have to take that in and get that seal put in the hide before I can touch it. Right. Sorry, guys. You, hmm. you want to bitch? They're the guys to bitch to on that. <laughs> okay. Um, we're gonna we've kind of went over expectations what a little bit right well you know what,
0: what's your what's your take on I'll, I'll throw Anthony under the bus here real okay. quick I know you won't mind um uh, was it two years ago uh, Shelby shot that really nice five point bowl or something like that um <laughs> and I think he brought it to you in a garbage bag It's gross and it it smelled like death mm-hmm. um is there any extra costs or um, you know what, what do you do if you're that guy and you're like, shit, I had something come up. This thing smells like a rotten butthole. Okay. What do I do?
1: So generally, those are people who want Europeans. You know, they cut the head off. Um, sometimes they skin it off. Sometimes they don't. They roll around with it in the bed of their truck to show everybody until maggots start coming out of it, and they don't think it matters because it's going to be a rotted skull anyway. Right. Well... I no longer take those. Hmm. And if I have to, you're going to pay healthy and you're not going to want to drop it off with me. Um, beetles won't eat rotten shit. Really? So your beetle people are going to be pissy too. I didn't know Um, that. I don't want to skin your rotted thing because if I poke myself while I'm skinning it, now I've got a trip to the hospital. So I, that's why I don't take them. The other thing with me is I hate doing Europeans. I'll come right out and say it. I hate them. Um, they don't, pay a ton of money and they're not really taxidermy it's skull cleaning and i'll tell all you guys out there if you don't know how to european your own shit if you can't figure that out mm-hmm. i don't know how you're getting through life well because
0: it is simple where's my bear skull that i fucked up
1: well i mean yeah <laughs>
0: but it's uh, where is that i don't know where there's that. enough there's enough videos out there to yeah, show you I how to do did it. it granted you know if it was a paid professional to do it and it turned out it like that yeah. i would have got my money back
1: right but I did it, you know. There's tips. There's ways to Wherever do it and ways not to do it. It doesn't matter where yeah. it's at. But um, <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, Europeans are are they're very popular because they're affordable, hmm. and everybody wants to preserve their thing in some kind of way. Um, guys, you really, I I I would love to get away from doing them. Because it's really not taxidermy work. It's skull cleaning. Um, there is a beetle gal here in town and she does great work and I love her to death. She's a cool gal. Mm. Um, and I do do Europeans still, but I'm trying to get to do fewer of them. Right, um, And it's because of stuff like that. you know people just don't respect the person that's gonna have to be dealing with it they have already let it go beyond the only reason they're bringing it to me now is because the wife said that thing fucking stinks and get it away from my house (laughs) right right Right. and i don't blame her right but why do you think i want that shit at my house because i don't i i've buried them before like buried them and
0: Mm -hmm. got them a year later and they look good like As good as you would expect them to. I'm talking horns
1: and all, like buried. No, and and you can do that. You can stick them in a bucket of water, Mm -hmm. and it will. That's maceration. It will macerate all the shit off and pull them out. There is a point where you need to pull them out and clean them off, or they'll get kind of not perfectly white too. Mm -hmm. There's tons of ways to clean a skull. Um, I. Man, I I take when you bring them to me, I skin I skin it off. Doesn't really matter as long as you get it off. Um, if I'm not doing like I did the bottom jaw on yours just for fun, yeah, I don't normally, right? So I will skin that thing from I will split it right down the middle of the face, and then I'll skin it all the way down to the bottom jaw, and then I'll spread I'll pull that bottom jaw off, hmm. and so now I have just a skull, right? Right, right. I boil that thing. I I cut the eyes out. You know, I get those out and then I'll boil it for like 40 minutes, maybe, whatever, till the meat starts to turn brown. I don't cook it. Really? I just boil it just till the meat's turning brown. Then I pull it out, pressure washer. I shove mine into a couple cinder blocks so they don't go blowing across the yard. Pressure wash that thing from the back forward, hmm. right? Blow all that shit out, get the brains out. It's not perfectly clean, but it's pretty damn clean right then and there. And if you want it cleaner, you can then put it in a little Rubbermaid tote with water. You want to bury it up to the horns and water, right? And let it macerate whatever is left off. And then from there, that's what I do. And then from there, when I got time to get back to them, I go and I boil them again with some powdered laundry soap to get the stink off and then bleach them. Really? That's how I do it, hmm. you know? But I'm a one-guy show, so... A lot of times my Europeans take way longer than they should because I've got other guys' shit that I've got to flesh and salt and get taken care of, and they run precedence over your fucking skull no matter what you think because right. I can't let these guys' stuff rot. So that's how I do it. Somebody that just deals in beetles, way easier for them because they're all they're dealing with the skulls. How long does it take for a beetle person, do you think? I think they're about a month to a month and a half. They're oh. quicker. Huh. You know, cause shit, they skin that thing off, get the eyeballs off. I think they blow the brains out of there somehow, and then they stick it in there with them beetles, and they eat all the the meat off of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And huh. then it's clean, right? Yeah. So it's they're working while they're doing something else. Hmm. So, um. Anyways, yeah. Do your taxidermist a favor if if he's going to do your euro, take the thing in the day after you kill it. Don't drag that thing around town. That's shitty. It it really is, and and it nothing, and and the look on people's face when when I say hey I'm not interested in taking that is just it's it's priceless. <laughs> I wish I could be videoing every one of them. <laughs> well, why not? Well, there's fucking maggots all over your truck, right? And it stinks. <laughs> what makes you think I want that? Right. So be kind to your taxidermist. Don't do that to him. Right. No, that so, totally makes
0: sense. And I would probably be in the same boat. I'm like, dude, that's disgusting. Get that out of here sure i don't even want to touch my own head when it's like that you know like why would i want somebody else to touch it it's halfway it
1: it is halfway embarrassing dropping that off like it should be it it should be fully embarrassing yeah it should be yeah because you should have enough brains to know that's not kosher i mean when you're in the back country i and you're there for a while and you're gonna keep the skull i don't know how you would get around okay so what i do and i tell every guy every guy this um The best thing you can do, skin it off the head. Try and, first off, get the brains out of it, okay? Mm. And a lot of states, if you're in another state and you're coming back into Oregon, you you have to. You have to, and a lot of those states are in cahoots like that now. So you just need to take them brains out. Scrape all the meat you can possibly get off of it. Now, you don't want to smell it in camp, right? Nobody does. Then I will take it, once I get the vast majority of the stuff off, I will dig a hole bury it. The antlers will be out of the ground, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then I'll just bury it. That'll help keep the bugs off of it. That's and it point. won't, you know, the flies won't get on it and you won't have maggots. Hmm. But anything you leave on there, they're going to eat it. They're going to want to bury their larva in it it, right. That's what's going to happen.
0: Even tuck, duct taping it with a garbage bag, it seems like they always find a way. They in. find a way in.
1: You can't. You can't. It's do so it. and hard. It, it's gross. Yeah. But it's one way. It is another way. Yeah. Um, burying it, getting all the stuff off of it and burying it is the best way, and it's going to smell the least, and it's going to run you the least risk of grease burning your skull, which or you know discoloring
0: it, mm, the yellowish. You know, yeah yeah it's I've heard that's to. always from like i heard that's always from like a resi- residual uh um, oil flesh or yeah 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 it is it yeah, is that's because you didn't do a
1: good job, good enough job cleaning it originally right yeah that's it so we're kind of going down the list of- e- expectations and what to expect um let's go to i'm gonna jump over we'll talk about payments we'll come back to that but um let's talk about turnaround time <laughs> um turnaround time. Okay you know it's it's a it's a real touch and go thing it really depends on how busy your taxidermist is number one number two how many people he has working for him some of these outfits have three and four guys you should expect it to be relatively quick if it's that right if it's one guy you know you know we've got local guys that are doing it for a long time they're Pushing three years now. Yeah, they are. You know, because they get so backed up. Right. You bring a rug to me, you better expect it to be a year, maybe even more. The reason being, Oregon, Western Oregon, is Mm -hmm. so wet that I can't really even mess with a rug until summertime. I don't have the room on the side of the shop that I work on, right, to keep Mm -hmm. it dry. Mm -hmm. So I have to stretch them out on my big side of the shop. Well, in the winter, I have to soak them to put the rug shell in and stretch them, right, so they get wet. Mm -hmm. In the winter, they'd never dry out over there.
0: They Mm -hmm. never would.
1: So I have to wait till summertime, right? So generally, you kill a bear in the spring. By the time I get him back from the taxidermist, it's fall. I don't have time to fuck with him now. Hmm. You kill a fall bear, you know, it's still going to be summer before I get to him. Life-size animals, man, inevitably, the son of a bitch isn't going to fit the form that you wanted, Right. No matter what. So it's a lot more work. Your taxidermist probably doesn't have time to dedicate a whole week to that one thing. So he's going to work on it a little bit Mm -hmm. and then mount something that he can make, get paid on. Right. And then go back to it another day, work on a little bit, mount something he can get paid on. That pushes the time. You're talking about you a know. life-size mount. Yeah, you know. How big, often do you get those? Uh, I don't. Every year. Oh, I'll really? Mountain lions, bobcats, bears. I could understand depends. that. Like mountain lion. It, could, it it takes time. Or bobcat. I can understand some you know, smaller. So if he's a one-man show, yeah. you might be looking at a couple of years. Be patient. Yeah. Be patient. It's that's the way it goes. If he's really busy, he's probably he probably doesn't suck at it. Right. You know what I mean? There's a reason guys are going to him. And for me, I know it's be, not because you guys think I'm a, a nice guy or you like me. So, right? Hmm? Me? No, me. Oh. <laughs> You're not coming to me because we're buddies. More than likely is what I'm saying. Oh. You oh, might be. I am, yeah. yeah. Well, because well, first of
0: all, you have to do good work. If you weren't doing good work, I wouldn't be using you. Right. Right. But through all that work, we've, we've you know, became Sure. Yeah, became friends. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. So, uh, I, I, I do. I do want to get in. And we started off with this podcast about paying half, and I don't like doing that. I don't like having bills hanging out there. Sure. Do you think it actually does make a difference when you leave the the taxidermist? I'd say half hungry with the bill.
1: I. Yeah, because I'm going to be honest with you. I I have a ten. Especially here's here's two things. You don't really want to be too good good a friend with me. <laughs> and you don't want probably want to pay me right up front because if we're real good buddies and you paid me up front and I know that you're patient, that's yeah. the other thing, I may be like, fuck, I want to get this done before I get this done. Right. And I may do that to you and put you out another couple weeks. Right. But which, I'm totally cool with that. Though. Yeah. If you're cool with that, great. Yeah. If you're not, don't do that. Yeah. D- you know, so let's just, we'll go with deer. I require a $250 deposit. Yeah. You pay the rest when it's finished. They're 550 That's what the going rate is right now. Okay. Mm. Um, so I don't think there's anything wrong with paying that deposit. If you want to pay the whole thing off, pay it off. Well, if they but, wanted to be paid, know, in my
0: opinion, I, I can't say that because I, I can already fi- find out something wrong with that train of thought. I was going to say if they wanted to be paid full, they would make you pay in full, but then right. that would prevent them from getting business because not everybody has 1200 bucks. Right. Not everybody has. So I can has. see at the point right. for a deposit, but
1: for me, I like knowing. I don't owe anybody. I don't like owing people shit. So I understand that. You know, and I, I'm the same way. Yeah. Right. When I, before I ever did any taxidermy and I had stuff done, I paid it off. Yeah. What's it going to cost me? Okay. Here's the money. Call me when it's done. I right. didn't even give a shit. Right. I don't care. If somebody called me now, this has been a lot of years since somebody else has mounted something for me <laughs> and they just called me and said it was done, fine. You know, at least it's done. Yeah. Right. Um, don't let it go too far, though because then you got to start questioning, what is this guy doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? What is he doing? Is he actually working? I mean, you've been to my shop enough times to know that it never looks the same. Right. It never does. It's right, right. always revolving. Shit is just so you know I'm working. Yeah. Right? I, every time I come over, I'm constantly doing the, I'm doing the rounds. I'm looking at what, right. you know, what's new. So, you know the guy's working. It, it the, you got It's kind of a self motivating job, especially if you do it right there. You know, my shop's right there at the house. If I was one of those guys that like to fucking sit around, drink coffee, and I don't know what you do, what people do in the morning, fucking read the paper. I don't know. <laughs> drag my feet, I'd never get a fucking thing done. Mm-hmm. You know, I get up, I go to work, I work a legitimate. Sometimes I work more. I I will say that I probably have worked harder and longer hours owning my own business than I ever worked for anybody else. I believe that. And I make less money. Right. That's the truth to it. Um, But also remember that your taxidermist is human. He is going to take a day off. He's going to. He's going to want to go hunting and take a couple days off. He's going to want to do that. Like you said, you called me up. I was gone hunting. I was. I did pick up my phone. Mm -hmm. And if I don't, it's probably because I'm on a fucking sneak. And I will call you back as soon as I fuck it up. And I have nothing (laughs) else to chase. I will call back. But, you know, I take days off, man. I'll tell you what. I haven't had one. Your wedding was the only time I've taken off since I've seen you. And Mm. I worked that day. Did you? Yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. I just. But I'm about due to get the fuck out of here and go up in the high country for a few days. And I'm going to do it. Yeah, And guess what I'm not going to be doing? Answering your phone. <laughs> or taxidermy work or caring if your shit's done. Right. You see what I mean? So we all do that. Um, I I have a real tough time answering my phone after 5 o'clock. If, if I don't recognize the number, I'm probably not going to pick it up. I will, I will listen to the voicemail, and I will call you back the next morning. I might even call you back that night if I'm not busy. But, you know – you've been to my place. I've got other shit going on too. So when the work day is over, I'm going to go do it. So, um, when you call your taxidermist up at 8:30 because you're thinking about it and he doesn't answer the phone, um, he has a life too. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and every taxidermist is different. My kid's grown and out of the house, but the next guys might not be right. And right, he right. might be at a basketball game or eating dinner or doing homework with his kid. You got to remember he's just like everybody else. Right. So, you got to kind of understand that part too, yeah. right? So it's kind of a touch and go well, thing. I could never be a taxidermist because your hardest time of year to take off is
0: hunting season because mm-hmm. you're getting you have things that are getting dropped off that have to get on you know that have to be yeah. flushed. That you're committing. You're Hunting seasons
1: basically to other people's trophies. Yeah, it's the worst thing ever if you really like to hunt. Yeah, it's kind of ruined hunting for me. <laughs> has it? Really? Oh, it really has. Yeah. Because well, you know, I guide in October. Yes. At, at the ranch out there, so <laughs> I don't even want to touch a fucking deer. I don't. I at the by the time the seasons are over, I don't want to touch another one. I don't. You know, and it makes my hunting time more of a mission. I got to get out there. I got to find this gotta critter. I got to get this fucker killed. Cause I do not have time to put days into it. That's a really hard thing to do in Oregon. Right. You got to put days into it. And I've been lucky. I really have, yeah. you know? So it's, it's a tough thing. It's one of those tough things, yeah. you, but you have to understand that your taxidermist is human too. Bottom line, he's going to take days off. He's not, he's not at your beck and fucking call. Right. right. And, Let's go back to the down payment. Let's just stay on that yeah. about down payments. So I require a deposit. Expect that when you go to drop something off. Yeah. A taxidermist does not say taxidermy and storage. <laughs> I don't want your shit without your money. I don't. Nope, I don't have extra freezer space because there's a guy coming in right behind you that is going to leave me a deposit that I need the fr- freezer space for. So, take it back home until you have the money. If you don't have the money, put it in the freezer. It'll keep. You know, your deer can keep up to a year if you do them right. Mm -hmm. Your predator's not so long. I wouldn't leave a bear in there more than a couple, two, three months. But deer a little bit longer... A year is way pushing it, and I probably shouldn't have said that. But it can <laughs> if you do it if right. If you salt it properly. If you it salt out. it, it can last forever. If you have it in your freezer, I'm talking. Oh, I, okay? see. I see. If you salt it and it's dried and salted, it can last until ever, whenever. Hmm. I mean, heck. Well, like my my Africa animals, they were in a crate that wasn't refrigerated or anything. They were no. packaged yeah. with salt, salt all over them. And those, I could sit there. You know, they're already back from the tannery. But they could hmm. have sat there at my shop for... 10 years, yeah. if a mouse didn't chew it, yeah. it's still doable. Yeah. The spring buck's it's still at our house because we don't know what we're going to do with it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You can keep it forever. We're, whenever. Yeah. So the, the back skin, you're talking about the, cape's the still cape still The cape on the spring buck but is, Yeah. yeah, still so Freezer, not going to last forever. Salted. Do it. Do yeah. it. Salt in its the best way yeah. if you know how to do it. I'm sold on it. So expect to pay the guy something when you drop it off. And I'll go back to the storage facility thing. (laughs) They are not a storage facility. They don't care to. I don't care to keep your shit for you. I don't want to do it. I'm guessing the next taxidermist down the road doesn't want to either. If he does, that's fine. He's your guy. I'm not. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, That also applies when it's finished. Okay? And this is my biggest pet peeve with doing taxidermy. And. I don't, I've heard every excuse under the sun why they can't come pay me my money and pick this thing up off the wall. Mm-hmm. Every excuse. Well, I went through a divorce. Um, I had a guy tell me, well, my daughter drew Mount Emily and I have to buy her a rifle. Hmm. If I could have punched that guy in the face through the phone, I would have done <laughs> it. And I almost did when he showed up, but his wife came. Really? Yeah. He hung me out for six months and I had to call him and get shitty and say, listen, you got till the end of the week to come get it. Or I'm fucking selling it. Really? And the whole time it's eating on my mind. This cocksucker went out and bought. Well, when he showed up, he told me, well, that rifle cost me 4000 bucks, Holy Bitch, crap. you only owed me 600 Right. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what your kid drew. Right. I don't care about. And here's the other thing I don't care about your problems. I don't care about your life's <laughs> issues. Don't make them mine. Right. Right. I have bills to pay. And that's why I do taxidermy. It's not a hobby. It's my livelihood. So I can't call up Verizon and say, hey, the guy didn't come pick up his deer, so I can't pay my bill. They're going to tell me to fuck off. Right. And then they shut off your phone. (laughs) You're not going to get up there at Safeway and be like, hey, I can't pay for this food. Um, I'm just going to take it, and then I'll come back and pay you later. They're going to tell you to fuck off. Right. right? If you don't pay for your vehicle payment, they're going to come take it out of your driveway. Right. This is true. So don't get pissed at me. When I call you after three months, four months, you not showing up to even give me 20 bucks on it. So you're not even making an effort. When I say, hey, do you want to come pick this up or should I fucking sell it? Right. Because I need to get paid for it. And it has probably ruined some because I am I am a Nazi t- about that. I need to get paid. I really am. And I, th- I only think it's fair. And so I've probably lost some customers because I've called them and jumped their shit. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Didn't need you as a customer <laughs> anyway. Don't want you back. Right. Right. And that's just the way I look at it. And I'm probably killing my business right now saying it that way on this podcast. But I really, truly am fed up with that. It just, it's not right. It's not fair to the guy. Um, and you guys should look at it like you just went to work for a whole month. Mm-hmm. And now it's time, it's payday. And your boss says, well, I had to get new tires for my truck. So um, you're going to have to wait. Um, mm. a couple of weeks before I can pay you or a month or two months or three months. Right. Are you going to stay employed there? No. no, because how are you going to pay your bills? You're not. Okay. So think about that very seriously. It's taxidermy is not a necessity. It really isn't. So if you can't afford to do it, don't do it. You know, maybe you should set yourself up smart. Pe- I say, I say smart people always have <laughs> funds. Mm-hmm. They have a little fun a taxidermy fund. You know, I want this, so one day I'm going to have it. I'm going to put 1200 bucks away and that's what I'm going to spend or whatever. Yeah. Whatever the the money is. Mm-hmm. Um it's no different than going hunting somewhere or your your hunt money or for me it's goat money, right? yeah I save money like a motherfucker for goat saddles or feed or whatever I might need in a time of desperation, right? <laughs> right. I have it. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Know that it's going to cost you. You better be prepared for it. Right. It's not free and it's not cheap and it's getting more expensive. So that's something else to expect. What I'm seeing is it's kind of a dying breed, right? There's not a lot of us left and guys are dropping off. They either can't cut the mustard. Um, they can't pay their bills because they live too you know, high or who knows what, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not making enough. They go away. Um, guys get old. They go away. And I don't see a whole lot of new guys coming up. So that's going to drive prices, right? Because it's going to be demand. Right, right, right. Also, material costs are going up every year. When they go up, I go up. I've never given myself a raise, but I have raised my prices in accordance to tanneries and uh, taxidermy supplies. Hmm. So eventually, Wayne's going to give himself a raise, Right. right? Now, if that knocks you out of a bracket of being able to get stuff done, That's not my problem, but you need to think about that. You need to think, Well, God, you know, I might kill that big buck. It's not gonna hurt for you to have six, seven hundred bucks sitting over here off to the side to make sure you can get that done one of these years. Right. That's not gonna kill you. No. You should have it anyway. That's only you know you know that's like twenty bucks a
0: month for, you know, a year or no. Yeah. Yeah. That's doable. That's Mm Quit eating you're quit drinking Starbucks for six
1: months, eight months. And I guarantee you, those of you that get a coffee every day from somewhere, yeah. five from five that, bucks, <laughs> that would pay for your taxidermy in a year. Oh, absolutely, mm. not a problem. Absolutely, in just a few months, probably. Yeah, and plus you won't be as fat. I know people that so, drink like three hundred bucks fat. worth a month. Oh my god, three hundred bucks of coffee a month. Holy shit! Yeah. I would I would shoot myself if I thought I'd drank thirty bucks a month and I might, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well so it, yeah. but those are things to expect. You know, expect to give the guy some money and expect to pick it up within a reasonable amount of time. And I think if you let it sit there for more than a month, that's not reasonable. You know? I get it. Maybe you can't maybe I called you and you don't get paid for two weeks. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. A month now you're pushing it. I actually have a thing. You, you probably saw it. I have yeah, the you sign. Know, after 30 days, I'm going to charge you 100 bucks more. After 60 days, it's another 100 bucks. After 90 days, it's now 300 bucks more than what you originally owed me, which is a shitload, mm-hmm. honestly, to just let it sit there because I'm not a storage facility, but that's what I've been doing. I've been storing it. So if you break that down, it's $25 a week. Mm -hmm. Right. That's five dollars a day. Roughly. Mm -hmm. Okay, If you just go by the work week, that's not a lot of money. No, I'm not not. really fucking you. I'm really not. But you owe it to me because you left it sit there. And Oregon law, I have to keep it for 90 days. That's Oregon law. After 90 days, I can sell it to anybody I want. And you Mm. don't have a leg to stand on in court. So think about that, too. I've got a guy right now, I'm not going to mention who it is, but he's pissing me off Royal because he thinks that we're friends enough that he can get away with it. And you know what? Mm. It's a business thing. It's, it has nothing to do with friendship. Hmm. And I don't think he thinks I'll sell his deer head, but I will. I've done it before. (laughs) Really? Yep. I did. I'm a lot more lenient than I sound, Yeah, but I did. I had a guy that left something there for four years and I sold it. Well, That's over that's, and above. Yeah, I don't even know where he's at. So <laughs> I mean, he could be dead. I don't care. But you know, I will sell I will sell stuff on people if they don't want to come pick it up or make an effort. Man, if you came down, if you can't afford it and you came down, you gave me fifty bucks here and there, I get it. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Same here. You know. Hell, I'm there most of the time. I'm yeah. just I'm not gonna, you know, do it yeah. if I can't afford it.
0: Well that's why you're sitting on a bear uh I mean on slime and a rug, a bear hide that versus what
1: should have been mounted. So you know there you go couldn't afford it back back yeah back yep. when i shot that i had nothing to piss in there you go and and i get it man and maybe maybe you just can't afford to do it at all so right if you can't afford to do it at all look at your options maybe maybe you just get an antler plaque or maybe you do a european or you know um maybe if your taxidermist will do it he'll cut your horns off clean it all up get your your uh cape tanned for you and you can store it in your own fucking freezer and you've only paid Mm. a little amount Mm -hmm. and then when you have the rest of the money i had a guy bring me a bull this year he was wasn't sure whether he wanted to mount it or not so i tanned the cape for him Mm. and he paid me for it and he came and picked it up he just had a kid and he says man i just i want to mount it but i just can't right now Totally respect that guy. He mm-hmm. came picked up. He's got that shit in his freezer. He's storing it. But he, he did <laughs> right. the right thing. He did had the, the right Had the cape tanned, and it's safe, and he's got a few years to make a decision, you know, mm-hmm. what he's doing there. Right. Or whether he can afford it or not. And I think that's a smart way to do it. If, if it's that big of a bull and you think maybe further down the line, you'll want to do that. So, right, right, right. you know, there's tons of options. Just make sure that it's fair to the taxidermist and smart for you. Right. Or don't do it at all, you know. Yeah. Um let's see. The future of taxidermy. We kind of touched on that. Taxidermists are going away. I mean, I don't think they're going to go away completely. There'll always be somebody doing it, but they're not guys aren't going to be able to keep up our state. Our state's a prime example look at this shit i hate to go politics here we've done it before <laughs> but god damn i have to because they're involved in every goddamn thing we do right. it's stupid right so they are taxing us literally taxing us out of fucking survival here i don't know how long i can hold up that's one problem just from the taxes the other one game mismanagement in this state it's Man. atrocious it's just retarded
0: and mismanagement is the correct word at this point. Absolutely. After seeing a lot of the new proposals. And I am I posted it on my Facebook. I'm like, if you're a hunter, you, please go to this meeting. Yeah. You've got give, to avoid give your me opinion. your time. And yeah. Like, I'll use it. Yeah. Like, I've got ideas. How about let's not kill every freaking spike in the state? You know, that's a right. great
1: idea. You know, let's, but let's, let's, that's let's, something to think about <laughs> the future so. of taxidermy. You yeah. may be either I'm going to be mounting smaller bucks because that's all you're going to get, if at all. Or you're going to be hard-pressed to find a taxidermist when you do shoot something because they've all just died off because it couldn't, you know. There wasn't make it any, There's nothing there's no animals. Do, right. Yeah. And I've been screaming this shit for years. We should have got, we should have had this under control years ago. But now guys are starting to see because the numbers are way down mm-hmm. and they just keep inflicting us with bullshit laws and rules and changes. It's, this state's going to get crushed. Yeah. So, that I'm talking mainly to the Oregon guys right now. The future of taxidermy, we'll see. There'll always be a few of us. But some of your smaller guys probably aren't going to be able to hang on. I'm a small guy. I don't know if I'll be able to or not. We'll just have to see. The only
0: taxidermist I know that's my age is... um uh, he does competition taxidermy. TJ Elliott. TJ, yeah. So you he, know he's, he's the only one, that, and I don't even know him personally, but he's the youngest taxidermist I know in Oregon that right actually does good
1: work. Like I don't know anybody else even at his age that even does taxidermy. Yeah, and so and he's kind of different too, right? He works for a, a big taxidermy outfit up in Portland, and he goes on the the competitive level too, mm-hmm. which which can pay you money, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of the, a lot, so a lot of the people that do competitive taxidermist, they're not really taxidermist as far as in the business sense. They, a lot of them have different, I mean, they might be doctors. They might do. And so, fuck, yeah, they're good because they take one piece and they take an entire year to do it. Right. Right. And they're competing because they want that blue ribbon. They want that look at me. Right. So they go above and beyond, you know. The good thing about TJ, I'll just go to him. I don't really know him that well either, so I don't want to talk a bunch of shit or anything or make (laughs) it sound not cool. But um, he also works in a taxidermy shop. So he's always honing his skills, and then he competes. Yeah. So fuck yeah, he's good. I've seen some of his stuff. Some of his stuff, I was like, well, that could have been better. And then the other stuff, it's like, holy shit, I've never seen anything better than that. Really? (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, he had an elk mount down at one of the sportsman shows here. Yeah, I saw and that. His, I was his like, dad's? That thing is fucking incredible. This kid knocked it out. Yeah. It really was a great job. Yeah. You know, far better than anything I've ever even accomplished ever. Mm. Although I did just mount a bear that I'm so fucking proud of, and I shouldn't even say that because I'm going to go home <laughs> now and pick it apart. Uh-huh. But I was like, wow, I'm really. That's a good one. I feel good about it, you mm. know, and I never feel good about anything. I mm. always pick my stuff apart, which is another thing. If your taxidermist is stoked on your mount when you come in, he probably isn't that good. <laughs> because I'm never stoked with any of really? them. Really? Hardly ever.
0: Well, there's there's ones that, you know, if I ever shot a cougar, I don't know if I could actually mount it cuz Kim cannot deal with how cougar faces look. She just she just can't find one that actually looks good to her.
1: Right. And I get it. There there's a lot of parts to a cougar face that cat cats are really hard yeah they really are cats and canines are pretty difficult um the the reason being with that is because (laughs) your deer and your elk have a different appeal to us Hmm. when somebody walks in your house and looks at your shoulder mount the first thing that they go to is the mantlers right 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 they don't they don't give a shit about what's underneath them they should and then they might go down and be like, "Ooh, whoa!" Well, it's kind of like uh, that big buck you know? out there. You're like,
0: "Oh yeah," and then you're like, "Oh, this thing's fucking ugly." Yeah, yeah, because it's been out in somebody's garage yeah, or whatever, it's right? Sun yeah, faded and yeah, and and it's all ears beard broken off. Yeah,
1: but that's the thing. They go to the antlers first, right? Cat, he ain't got no antlers, so guess where they're going? The eyes, that face. When you got them dumb looking eyes and you didn't do a good <laughs> job, they're gonna. It's standing out there. Yeah. You know, cats took me a while to do, but, um, to be honest with you, every mountain lion, Bobcat I've ever done, I've probably torn them all apart at least once Hmm. because I didn't like it. I'm like, nope, that doesn't look right. Really? And redo it until it does. Hmm. And I think I've done, you know, I think I do a pretty solid cat, you know, comparatively because it's a, you know, most people don't. Right. Most people really don't. Well,
0: I made a comment on that one. It was a full size on the rocks or something like that. I'm like, I was looking at the face. I'm like, that's one of the better – I don't think I've ever seen a great cougar mount. Like, Mm -hmm. to me personally, it's like something's always off about a cougar. And I I didn't ever have that problem until Kim mentioned anything about it. Sure. But but your cougar that you had in there, I'm like, that's actually a good cougar mount. Like, Mm -hmm. the face looks good. It looks proportionate. It doesn't look all pissed off, but it looks realistic is what it looks like. And um, and so I I got some things for you that are a little – off topic for the D DIY guys out there. Okay. Um, so I have that giant mule deer in my loft area for guys that obviously can't see it. I got this dream buck that I grew up with in my room. Um, some uncle in my family shot it that I never got to meet. He died many years ago and I just had this thing up in my room. My parents let me put it there and, and, uh, it was my dream buck. You know, it's why mm-hmm. it's a big reason. I think I hunt so hard today. Right. And for a wedding gift, they, they, Brought that deer head back over to my house, and it was really cool. And uh, didn't shoot it or anything. Some guys like if you didn't shoot it, shouldn't be on your wall. Well, I disagree with that. It it's, it serves a different purpose. It's not sure. Like, it's not like a hey, look at me thing. Sure. Um, I wanted to uh, color the antlers. Um, a lot of guys like leave the antlers how the deer grew. Up. I have no attachment to that deer outside of my childhood, and it motivated the hell out of me to go out and hunt. So my, I want to like. Like what you do, lacquer, uh, or some guys use coffee grounds. Mm-hmm. Um, for guys that are wanting to either like restore or bring color back into the rack, you have a really good method. Um, are you able to, would you be willing to go into that real quick?
1: Sure. Well, I don't know if it's a good method. It's just what I prefer to do. Well, your way is I have, yeah, go ahead. I have tried, I've never tried the coffee ground thing. Um, stain, the thing I don't like about wood stain is, is it's never really true antler color and you can always tell it and it leaves it a little too glossy and i just don't like it now they make antler stain that you mix with alcohol and you rub you paint it on you brush it on and Mm -hmm. you do it in stages it takes for fucking ever i mean i've used it several times i've used it a hundred times um especially if i want to just kind of get it started and then I'll go to the other method I'm going to tell you, right? But mm-hmm. I'll get it started with that actual antler stain. It's like this granule shit. I mix an alcohol. It looks purple. And then you paint it on, and it just kind of starts going in shades. And it takes forever for it to be where you want it. I go down to Michael's Crafts, the little, you know, Go ahead and make fun of me too. I can slide. No, I was there. in Joanne's I fabric go... the other day for the
0: wedding. Now that's that's probably gayer. That's than... as gay as it gets. But <laughs> I have been in there too. My wife. We were getting
1: some weird was... looks. I'll tell you, it's bad. I actually go into Joanne's to get stuff for bear <laughs> materials. <laughs> so yeah, not. I'm totally gay. Anyways, I'm Metro. Uh. Um, so <laughs> I uh, uh. I go into Michaels and I find these oil paints and I really, you know, you kind of caught me off guard. I don't know the name. It's fine. But they make a burnt umber. I use a burnt umber a burnt sienna and a black hmm. and depending on what color the horns are i usually go the burnt umber route and i'll actually squeeze a little on a paper plate and the little, little tiny bit of the black because i want to mix it in and i'll stir them all together and then I paint this oil paint on where I want to go and I go in small areas. I don't do the whole fucking antler, right? Mm -hmm. You're just going to do like a tying at a time and I'll paint it on and I'll come back and I'll wipe it off Mm -hmm. with a, with a rag until I get the color that I want and get it the the dark, you know, our black tails are pretty dark. Yeah. You know, I don't know what they'd, if they'd work on a white tail or not, you would probably have to use different colors, but I don't mount a lot of white tails or have a lot of white tail, um, restoration so right it'd be something that i'd have to play with right so but on our blacktails, tails are dark and that's how i do it you were in there didn't you see the fake antler the dude the drop i was, gonna, I was gonna hit that too you were gonna go to that yeah
0: i was gonna go to that because i'm like that's freaking genius but yeah
1: it, it worked out really it, cool yeah i was badass so this young gal had shot a double drop tying blacktail, pretty rare yes you don't see a lot of them unfortunately one side had broken off I have no idea what it looked like, but the base told me that it had to be similar to the one that was still on it. Mm-hmm. So I actually cast that <laughs> and then did it differently, pointed it a different direction, but poured that and made that out of plastic. And you can't, you can't tell like Garrett actually thought the fake one was the real. Yeah. One. I thought <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like looking at it. I'm like, yeah, it's that one. No, that's actually the other one. Um, and it, it like I, on on my mule deer downstairs, uh, when we were taking care of camp, I accidentally, the the, the hide had fell out with the head, and, and I was backing up to get the cooler. I ran over that G, technically the G1, or the G4. Broke it. And broke like three inches off the G4. And um, Patterson here locally, back when I was a kid, he's the one that fixed it. And you can kind of tell where, where if, if I didn't point it out to you, and you weren't looking that close, you'd right. never know. Right. But if I told you and I pointed it out, you could like, okay, I kind of see where it looks like he might have, like, attached it or something right um so there's things that you can do to restore and reattach mm-hmm. sure. tines, and your your little method because you you had something you didn't even have the the other part you created your own part
1: yeah absolutely yeah i just cast another antler yeah that would fit that was same diameter yeah. where i wanted to attach it and would fit pretty bitching right like it was mm-hmm. gonna fit really well and i cast that i've done it before where i just have to go dig through antlers until I'm like oh okay this is it this uh-huh. is the one and then i cast that one yeah so and i always keep every mold because you never know mm-hmm. if i don't have to dick around and make another mold i'm gonna grab one of those old ones i have <laughs> and i'm gonna use it Huh. So, well, if I ever come to you and I want to turn that one into a drop time buck, I know I can do you it. You can absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> build a buck central. Build a build buck. Build a buck. You there can, you go. I mean, fuck, I know I'm never going to kill a 200 inch mule deer. So <laughs> when I shoot that 155, I'm going to make that fucker 200. <laughs> It'll be can. 55 inches of plastic on that, some bitch. He's 210. He's 210. That's hilarious. But you can do it. You know, you, I mean, you there, can. there's a lot of things you can do. I mean, taxidermy. The funny thing is, is that you have to, you have to have a little bit of skill in everything from woodworking to, I don't weld, so I've never had to really use welding, but when I did, I had somebody else do it, right? Well, your environments Um, are killer,
0: too my habitats yeah, your habitats are yeah. yeah and and it's like holy crap like you were showing me the epoxy thing that you you did that from scratch out of your own head mm. like the process and everything right uh that whole thing with uh, my mule deer that's on the uh i don't know what you would call it like the well it's a little habitat ground. on wood plaque yeah. yeah yeah i mean you did that with the rope going around it i mean there's a lot of artistry going on there it's just not just a mount
1: no i mean you know and it's those have come a long way i mean i used to build them out of paper mache and now i do a lot more foam and Mm. just because it's faster and easier and less messy and probably cheaper you know and not cheaper no no way more expensive but Uh. you know what um they look better and i can carve a rock better than i can shape it Mm. so that's kind of just where i've went with a lot of the stuff that makes sense um you know, but know that a taxidermist is not really a mu- uh, magician. He might kind of seem like it, and he can do a lot of things, but... The drop time thing was kind of magic. I mean, no, I've, no. I'd never even heard of people doing that. Yeah, other people do it. I'm, I sure, mean, I'm sure they do it. I've, I, I know I'm I talking know they...
0: about completely changing a, a rack out there, but I've never altered tines onto a rack.
1: Oh, yeah, but other weren't... people have. Yeah, that's I'm real. sure
0: that's really weird. I don't know. That's just my personal preference. I mean, I'm never going to be like, oh man, I wish that buck was a drop time. I'm going to go take it and get, make it a drop time.
1: Well, you know, it was, t- to be fair, this one was a drop time. It was it, it just broken off and we had no idea what it looked like. Right. Right. It could have been four inches long or it could have been like it ended up like yeah. f- almost six. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> the thing is, is too, is when it comes to score, you're not going to be able to have that score <laughs> legally because they're right. going to know. Yeah. I mean, they're going to – they don't feel exactly the same or look exactly the same. You can tell if you're up there eyeballing it. But hanging on the wall, standing there like everybody sees it, you'll right. never tell in a million years whether that's supposed to be there or not, hmm. which is the goal, right? That is the goal. Is to yeah. make it look realistic. Yeah. You know, and I suggest you guys go visit – uh taxidermist that you might want to do your stuff um word of mouth seems to be the best if you're hearing good things he's probably does legitimate work and he's a legitimate guy right Mm -hmm. um you know if you're calling a taxidermist to find out have a question like on where your shit's at or anything and he never calls you back red flag really uh if you go to a taxidermist and the vast amount of times you go to show up there, he's not there. Red flag, hmm. right? Um, what well, makes sense? And I'm way out in the middle. I don't have a storefront in town. I'm, you know, me. You drive till you hear the banjos, and I'm a little bit past that. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I don't have a lot of visitors. Hmm. You know, so people call me right. And Or text me, that's the new thing, text, message. Um, and that's another thing, guys that are local here that are listening to this, I'm not that good at a lot of that shit. So don't get mad when I don't just fire right back at you. I don't live <laughs> by my fucking phone. I, I might have Bondo on my hands. Yeah. I might be sewing a deer. I'm not going to stop to answer that text. I will get it as soon as I get, you know, if the phone rings, I usually try and pick it up. If you're texting me and I hear a ding, I don't know if it's you or my wife or nothing. I don't have ESP or right. whatever they call it. I don't have right. it, so I will get to it when I can. Huh. So, well, I think you covered a lot here, man, and and I did my best, and I hope that I hope also that I did some other taxidermists that may be li- listening some justice <laughs> because they're nicer and they won't say what I just said. Right, but. Um, I'm sure they're feeling the same way a lot of times. Well, you you got you covered a lot of different areas. You covered the perspective
0: of the hunter, the taxidermist, and my my thing was I was wanting to give tip people tips on on uh, prep and taking care of it right. before they get it to you, right? Because that's where, like you said, that's where. You can't give me a shit canvas and expect a Mona Lisa. Like, you can't no, do that. Can't happen. And so I think getting that across and then telling people, you know, the tips from starting from the skull down and then going down to the back. Don't cut against the hair.
1: Yep. Things like that. or are- Stay out of the armpits. Always stay out of the armpits. Never, ever, ever cut through an armpit unless it's for a rug. Mm. You just don't do it. Mm. So... Um, I'd love to, we've talked about doing, a, I have a YouTube that I've never put a fucking thing on, <laughs> so it's just out there in YouTube space, or I'm not even sure yeah. how it works, Garrett knows better, we've talked about doing some stuff with goats, um, it probably wouldn't hurt, this is for your YouTube, okay? to come up sometime and, and do like caping off a head, yeah, or caping something, you know, and do a little video so people have an idea, and then they can source. Oh, you know, Garrett. Fuck, he had that. Yeah. Right. Because I probably won't ever do enough YouTube or keep up on it enough to get people to go and look at my shit. Not a lot of people know who I am, and it's okay. <coughs> right. That's totally okay. I right, get it. Right. But you're a little bit more popular. That might be something good for you to have on your YouTube. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind having that because I'm wanting to kind of get people just to overall. I'm
0: starting to branch out and outside of archery, I want to start getting more encapsulating of more things and and sure and that would definitely be in that realm. Absolutely, right. yeah. I did I did a video one time of how to get the tenderloins out the gutless method, mm-hmm. and um, freaking YouTube kept flagging it and demonetizing it, but people were interested in that. I mean, it got I don't even know if I got a thousand views or two thousand views, but it got a few views. I mean, there's a bunch of videos prior and since then that are out, but, uh, those kind of videos to me are important because that's just better woodsmanship. That's more responsible. You're getting all the meat, you know? Sure. Um, you know, those, those videos really do mean a lot.
1: And that gutless method, everybody does it a little bit different. I've watched a ton of guys do it and I'm like, God, why are you struggling so hard to get those out? And I actually watched a, uh, it's been a while, but I watched a, it was a Jim Shockey, uh, TV. I don't watch enough TV, but I know it was Jim Shockey and mm-hmm. they had killed a musk ox, and I'm watching these. Uh Inuits or whatever worked this sucker up, and how they peeled that belly meat off of there, mm. and just exposed the entire guts. They just, you know, cut that thing off. That big and flab. Was, yeah, and I was like, well, "Fuck, that's how you do it. <laughs> you do that, and then the guts will just basically spill out, and mm-hmm. then there's your tenderloin." Mm-hmm. So ever since I saw that, I've been doing it. <laughs> and you know, I've had butchers have taught me some things, mm-hmm. some tricks, and you know, you're not. If you're hunting just to kill something, I, I'm going to say you're fucking doing it wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's more to hunting than just to, to kill. Right. Right. And so you owe it to yourself to know to have, you don't have to be a taxidermist for God's sake, but you should know how to cape and flesh. And prep your stuff for taxidermy. Oh, absolutely. You should know how to do that. I'm not saying it's not part of the taxidermist job, but if you're a backcountry hunter, you really need to know. Yes. Um, and it doesn't hurt you to know anyway. Uh, butchering things, God, learn something. You need to know how to do it um, for a million and one
0: reasons. Well, when we brought my uh, bowl or something, Anthony's dad, because I was so busy last year with hunts... Uh, uh, Anthony's dad ended up but ended up butchering my animals for me because mm-hmm. I was going helping Shelby with their man uh, their big bull tag. I almost right, right. Up there, not an Emily tag. I don't care. Um, sorry if you guys pissed that pissed that off. But um, and so he he's like, hey, you ever want to learn how to do this? Let me know. And I was like, halfway. Finished. I'm like, I've been doing this since I was a kid. But he's been doing it for 31 years professionally, right? And so I'm like, okay, so obviously you're going to learn something. He sees something in what I'm doing that mm-hmm. obviously he's like, next time you can bring me a whole animal that you kill, if you can bring the whole thing, we'll go. I'll show you how to do this, right? And I'm excited. I want to learn. Yeah, like there's you know, cutting it with the grain versus not cutting it with the grain. You're going to have a nice piece that could could have been cut, you know, chew, chew it without even cutting it with a butter knife. I mean, right. but now you just turn that thing into a piece of jerky. Right. And or a hamburger. Yeah, it could have been a great right. cut. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm excited to learn this. He's like, yeah, he's like, We're, He's like, I wear gloves when I do it for this and this reason. And you're, you're touching this gland and then you're touching the meat. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I never thought about that. He's like, yeah, why are you touching the metatarsal patch when you, and then you're going to go to touch the ham. I'm like, right. He's like, that, I'm like, that matters. He's like, uh, yeah, that matters. Absolutely. You ever get a funny taste? I'm like.
1: Yeah, he's like, well, think about well, it. I wipe all my stuff down with vinegar water to make sure, in case I do that. But I wear gloves yeah. like when I'm caping animals and stuff, mainly because I might have to answer my phone. I don't mm. want my phone all bloody and gross. Yeah, I don't want to have to go do paperwork and have little bloody fingerprints all over it, right? right. So I always wear gloves too. I might start wearing gloves. in the gloves. field. I don't. I'm thinking um, about it because why not? I, I they wear, don't weigh anything. Throw I a couple wear, of them in there. Yeah, I try. A glove. I waste
0: a water bottle or two. You spend five yeah. or ten minutes getting your hands all clean, yep. you know, the but the bees are gonna be all over your hand. That's like every I'm like I always made fun of guys that use gloves, but I'm like, okay, every year I'm getting a little closer to, to wising yeah. up. I think it's not it's not because I'm afraid to get bloody. It's because it's so much cleaner and easier. It, it
1: is. And all the things that we think are super fucking gay, like wearing <laughs> gloves, there's actually a reason behind it. I yeah. would have said years ago, I'll never put a glove on. I wear them now. Right. Not every time in the field, but most of the time. Um, walking sticks. Those are my... Man, mm. I'm fucking fags. Look at that. I used to make fun <laughs> of everybody. If I saw you with a walking stick, I fucking beat you down. I did. I <laughs> did. And now it's uh, your turn because I use them and I love them. Yeah, I you know. So have <laughs> a bought one yet? But I probably will. You know, I mean, yeah, God, There's something I, to it. There is. Yeah. So, you know, we're having a big rally today up in Oregon. Oh, the Timber Unity. The, one? T- yeah, and yeah. it's a huge thing, and I think it's kind of cool that people got together and went and did that. But I had some text messages and phone calls earlier in the week saying, "Hey, we really think you ought to go. We want you to go? We want you to go?" We want you to go. <clears throat> I had to tell all of them and then they realize who they're talking to. I said, listen, I don't believe, I honestly don't believe in peaceful protest. I don't believe in it. Hmm. It's, it's, you know, you can go up there and you can rant and rave and do all you want. It, that's not my belief system. Now, if, they would have said, hey, we're going up to the Capitol to drag this stupid fucking governor out of there and beat shit out of her. I'd probably be up there. If we were tearing it down, burning it to the ground, starting anew, I'd have been there. But that's not uh, what it was about. No. It just it seems to me it's silly. And at some point you do kind of just have to step up and kick their ass and say, hey, we're done with it. Right. And I, I'm hoping that we get enough people. Where I'm going with this is these meetings coming up. I'm hoping we get enough people to show up and say, we're done with your shit. We're tired of you standing up and take because it's our local biologist and it doesn't I don't give a shit what they tell us or whose side they're really on. They know the truth mm-hmm. and they're following the orders coming down from the higher ups. And it's high time we're paying for all this. Right. It's time we have a fucking say. Right. And it's time that some shit changes in this state. No, it really I agree. needs to, or it's done. I agree. And that's July 9th, I think. Yeah, July 9th. Um, if you're in Roseburg. P.
0: M. July 9th, six PM Backside Brewery if I remember yep. right. I'll be there and, I'm gonna be there.
1: You know, please go, go. I'm gonna so. be there and you you know, I'm I may or may not refrain, it just depends on <laughs> the level of stupidity that they pull. I'll secede my time to you. Well, that's If they allow that. But honestly, we really have to do something, and I hope you guys hear it, and I hope you guys show up. I've been telling as many people as I can. That's the other thing. We've got to do ourselves a favor and and make all the other hunters aware of what's Mm -hmm. going on, you know.
0: Well, my biggest gripe about these meetings is that they hold a lot of them at, like, one o'clock on a Thursday. Well, right. this one's at six o'clock. Right. They're getting rid of our excuses not to show up at here. a fucking
1: brewery. At a brewery. So you really don't have an excuse have, not to show up. Yeah. Please at show least up. Ninety percent of you.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And and even if I have to maybe give you a few talking points, it's like, hey, why are you here? Or you know, if you want to give your time to me or Wayne, I'll use it. Oh, yeah, I absolutely. Will. I, I've got a few things. First of all, let's not kill every spike in, in western Oregon. Please. Let's
1: never shoot another one, let's, let's, in my opinion. I, yeah, we, we don't have the deer <laughs> herds for honestly. We no, really don't. We I don't think we do. We don't.
0: And then, you know, if we're going to make a, a September 1st start to archery season, period, like it's going to be a shotgun start on September 1st, that's going to really suck for guys that try and do early season giant blacktails or mule deer because those velvet if you're wanting to get a big, big velvet buck, the record books are gonna be almost impossible almost impossible to get into now if your goal is to kill a giant velvet buck. Mm-hmm. So why don't we do like a early season um like the high cascade tag where you start two weeks early? Why don't we do that for for Archery? It just adds on two weeks. You know, why don't we do that?
1: Well, I mean my daughter used to pull that high cascade tag, she shot a couple of bucks in full blown velvet in the middle of September. Mm. So But here it's a little on the coast side. It's a little different, right? Right? And you just never know. Every buck,
0: every buck's different. But I can guarantee you, ninety percent of the bucks that I know or hunt or have been keeping my thumb on throughout the season, the first two weeks. Okay, maybe after that. I mean, the second week uh, in September, they're they're probably the first week. At the end of the first week, they're gone. Like right, they're hard horned, and you're probably not seeing them that often anymore. They switch habits, but they're like you're man you're really gonna screw the velvet hunters yeah
1: i don't know about the time i don't really know about that proposal and i don't know that i have that big of a hang-up on it my big hang-ups are the elimination of hunts um The proposal to shoot spikes, I still don't get it. It's never been one of my, I don't think you should even have it on the doe tag, but I do understand why. So there's, it, it helps with the accidental, oh shit, I didn't see the little tiny spikes on his head. I get that more than I get any visible antler. Right. I get that more. Right. right? Because it's still going to happen. The guys are still going to shoot a button buck on a damn doe tag. They're going to do it, you know. Um the removal of hunts is another thing. This South Indigo hunt they want to take it away. Mm. Well, you know where I'm going to go with this. The only reason you want to remove it is because now you got them fucking wolves and Tokety. <laughs> bullshit. I'm not paying for you to feed them fuckers. Right. I don't care about your wolves. If it's going to end up being a problem where we need to feed them, get rid of the fucking wolf. And guess what? Don't need to feed them anymore. Right. It's 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 a it's an issue. Yeah. And it's stupid. Did I tell you my dad so. saw one? Yeah, up Rock Creek. Yeah, we talked on the phone
0: the that's other day. Incredible, incredible. So I mean, well, it, you know, that's why we're that's why we're going on the ninth, guys. You hear how passionate Wayne is, and, and and I've got a few ideas that are maybe changing a few things, and and then hopefully preventing a few things like the spike hunt. We I haven't talked to one person I know personally that is in favor of a spike hunt.
1: You'd have to be not an one. idiot to think that's okay. Right, that just is not going to work out.
0: At all, or really uh, just a guy that doesn't fill a tag, but you see spikes every year. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why. I
1: can't think of a good reason. And I can't either. I mean, honestly, I, I wouldn't know how many spikes I see every year because I don't pay attention to them. I really don't. They're not. They're. I mean, that's the baby of all babies. And yeah, I've seen spike bucks before that have come through and like, geez, look at that stout sucker. Yeah. It's not because he's a two-year-old spike. It's because he's a big dude. Some guys are right. There's guys that are six foot four, two fifty. Then there's guys like us. <laughs> we talking hey, about? You? Well, you're a <laughs> tiny guy like me. What do What are you? Five eight on a good day? Five nine. No way. With boots on. With boots on. What do you weigh right now? <laughs> 161. So I'm probably a little bit heavier, but I'm you know, i older too. Yeah. But I'm probably the same height. We're so really close. You're a little taller. Mm-hmm. See? But not everybody's that way. Your brother's <laughs> bigger than you. Kyler? Or Gavin? Gavin. I don't know the other one. Oh, uh, Gavin. Yeah, he's taller. He's always been taller.
0: he kick your ass. He outweighs yeah, you. Nah, well, he bites and pulls hair and, and pinches when we wrestle. So. And always wins probably yeah Yeah. (laughs) well we haven't wrestled since we were in high school but yeah so have you done a podcast with your new bride um you know i was gonna have her on here yeah i was gonna have her on here to do an africa podcast but every time i have her on here she's just weird she's she's just weird what do you mean she just she get her out with a mic microphone and a headset on and and you just do it for fun she'll do it for fun but you like okay now we're recording and she's like oh she just gets weird
1: I, I can't. Yeah, I can't believe she married you. <laughs> I, t- can I You know, Garrett. He even yeah, scored. S- scored. He, if you guys get a chance to look at wedding pictures and stuff, I'll probably post a few. Uh, we got a cow. video. She was a doll. She really was. She was I was not. sitting there thinking, "There's no fucking way this guy's really yeah. about to marry this chick." What is she thinking? Yeah, I still don't know what she was thinking. Yeah, all the girls gorgeous yeah you guys not so much (laughs) some of us were drunk (laughs) some (laughs) yeah it was
0: it was uh it was yeah i want to have her on here but getting her past herself just overthinking it you know
1: don't tell her it's on just start doing it i should maybe having you on today. yeah maybe
0: having you on with with her uh might soften the blow i don't know but how would that I don't know. Might freak her out. I don't know.
1: It might. (laughs) I don't know. She's she's your better half. She absolutely, absolutely, the best half. Actually, I I I (laughs) can be a hundred
0: percent on that. Yeah. No. Absolutely. She uh, she she gone screwed up. Uh, but well, yeah, I, I appreciate you coming back on, man. Is there any clo- no closing thoughts, uh, as we wrap this thing up here? I don't,
1: I think I covered it pretty well and I really hope it was informative for people. That was my hope. Yeah. Informative for, for people to help them, but also help the other taxidermists because it is frustrating. Right. It really, it can be. And you, you know, it's, it's just like, you don't want to go have a whole shit season just like everybody doesn't want to have a whole shit, shit week at work. Right. You know? Um, and we just need to help each other out. So I think, I think a video would help too. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, yeah I think I covered it pretty good. I don't know. Hopefully yeah. I did.
0: Well, we get this, uh, elk pack board out and I'm so stoked just to show people how good that's going to look. It's I mean, going to be, it's cool. going to be bitchy. It really is. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, uh, it's something since I saw it at the, uh, what was that ODF and W banquet mm-hmm. since I saw it there, I've wanted one. And so, but I had to kill a freaking bull first. (laughs) Well, you know, and I can
1: do them with anything though. Yeah. You know, that's the cool thing. If you don't have room, that's, if you don't have room for that big old bull. And it's slightly cheaper too. It is slightly cheaper because, you know, you don't have as much foam, Mm -hmm. obviously. Um, You save money because you went and found your own pack. Yeah. Right. If I got to go hunt down a pack frame for you and do all that, I'm going to charge you because it's my time to take it. Right? right. Garrett went and found his own, saved himself money there. Right. Um, thanks, Royce, it, for doing it. That. Is it is slightly cheaper, and it's still it's a cool way to display your bull and still kind of have a piece of taxidermy work. It's
0: very unique. It is. But I think after we post this, because there's, I'm starting to see more and more of them. But I think after we post this, you're gonna, I, I'm going to think you're probably going to have a few more
1: pack probably i mean i've done it i've done quite a few now Mm. um but mainly deer really um yep mainly deer and then i have a bear that i'm doing too that would be cool it should be pretty cool Hmm. yep i'd I'd really love to you know i don't have any trappers but i've always wanted to get like uh, somebody that got like a messed up animal in their trap and uh, and have it like sticking out of their trapping uh, basket like an old trapping basket that's sitting in a corner you know yeah because you know when i used to i had a trapping basket and you'd have all your gear in there and then when you'd get a critter you'd throw him in there right instead of dragging him along the ground you just throw him in a basket and hmm. so you'd get back and throw it in the truck and you'd have a bobcat leg <laughs> hanging out of there or something weird and uh, i always thought that'd be kind of cool but that would be not a lot of guys trapping anymore well so, so you need the bag or the basket or do you need the
0: bobcat? You would need both. Because mm. I could, I could have shot one this year, but I didn't have the permit or the tag. Yeah, you got to get the fur, fur yeah. taker's license. Yeah. God, if I would have had that, I would have shot that
1: bobcat with my bow. Yeah. I would have been bitching. It, they're not that expensive, um, forty or yeah, bucks or forty five. Yeah, that's it. That's, I'm glad you brought that up because that that happens every <laughs> year. I killed a bobcat. Want to bring it in? Oh, well, do, do you have your trapping license and gonna go get it sealed? No, you don't need a license for them. Yeah, you do. A trapping license or the fur bearers. You need a fur bearers license. License which now it's cheap. If you want to trap, you need a trapping license. Right, but if I want to right. shoot a bobcat, I need the fur bearers license. Need the fur bearers license, and you need bobcat cards. So it's probably going to cost you about sixty bucks all total. But you can kill fifteen bobcats. Wow, I on the see west side, two or three a year. So right, so you're probably not going to get it done, but you can. But it also opens you up to take a fox legally, take an otter legally. Mm. Bobcat, right? Any fur-bearing critter. Now you can take legally, and if you want to, if you just want the pelt tanned, you can do that. If you want to mount, you can do that. What about a badger? I mean, badgers are not fur-bearing critters, Mm. so you are—they're kind of like a coyote. You got to have a hunting license. You have to have have a hunting license, but then you can take one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and they're really cool mounted, dude. uh, They really are. That
0: one you got at your shop's cool. The you have a badger or something at your shop? No. Yeah, you have some sort of, maybe it's not a badger, is it a wolverine?
1: It's something you had it at your shop a while ago. Well, I I've had badger mounts. I had the dual badgers, the male and female, yeah. looking at each other. Yeah, I, I that, mounted that for maybe a that customer. Was it. Yeah, that probably was, and they turned out really bitchy. They're was on my, sweet. Uh, you know. So I'm on Instagram at Naldo Sherpa seventy one. Is there an
0: underscore under there?
1: No. Okay. It's, so it's just Naldo capital N, and then the rest is you know, lowercase, Naldo Sherpa. N-A-L-D-O Sherpa. Sherpa, yeah. yeah. 71. 71. So I'm there. Or you can go on Facebook, Wayne's Taxidermy. Um, I think there's a couple of them, but you'll know mine because I think there's a picture of my daughter with her axis deer. Mm. Yonkala, Oregon. You know, Oregon. You'll figure it out. <laughs> you can go and look. And um, I have... I don't post on there like I should. I'm horrible at it, but goddamn, guys, I'm almost 50. I don't give a fuck about your Young Buck <laughs> shit, your social media shit. Anyways, <laughs> I do post stuff on both of those. So you can go look. And I know the Badgers are on there. There's some pack mounts on there. Yeah. Um, I haven't been doing very good at taking pictures of stuff going out the door this year. But because of that snowstorm, caved my shop roof in. I'm so far behind. When they're done, I call you up. Fuck them pictures. I don't have time right now. I want to. Mm-hmm. There's been a couple, but I just didn't have time.
0: I'm gonna get a picture of mine um, for you. Like I'll I'll take my DSLR out there. Right.
1: No, I mean we'll get good pictures of yours and, uh, and be able to post it. Yeah, cuz I really want cool. people
0: to see that cuz it's it's going I I yeah, I And you got a bitch in frame. It's an old wood frame. Yeah, it's my buddy It's going to look
1: really cool.
0: Yeah, that's what I wanted when I had it envisioned. It was I wanted it pretty much just like the one I saw that you had. And I think you had right. a wooden frame on it. I have one, an so. aluminum frame. Aluminum on that frame. old aluminum. Yeah, I thought it was wooden and I just the wood just I was sold on it. I right. wasn't willing to go away from it. But
1: those kind of things, like mine, I think I picked up at a yard sale for like a dollar. Yeah, that's what this I one mean, is. I mean, it's all ratty ass. It doesn't matter, right? Right. Because you're not going to use it. It's just right. enough to hold the antlers and stuff. Actually,
0: I think my buddy got this one for free.
1: Some guy was moving or something. Probably did. You can find them free. Yeah. It's not I worth mean, anything, really. No. you're never, so. If you pack an animal out on it, I'd be surprised, <laughs> you know? Uh. But.
0: All right, man. Well, I'll let you get going, but uh, well, appreciate Well, thanks you for coming. having me again. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's always a good time. So, all yeah. right, guys, we'll see you on the next one. All right, guys, that's this episode of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, if you guys want to be on that newsletter, which is going to be coming out probably this week, be sure to go to www.onpointpodcast.com. Click the sign up tab, which is on the right side there. Just enter your email. That is all it takes. And there will be a uh, giveaway for those that sign up. And uh, I really want to make it a big giveaway. So I'm not sure what it's going to be yet, but I, I do want to make it worth your while. And, uh, you know, the email list is really important to me. So I uh, really would love everybody to go on there and do that. And then I want to make sure that you guys get something out of it in return as far as a free giveaway. So as always, guys, appreciate you listening to this one, and I'll see you on the next one. Bye.